This week, three sides of the coin, Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> Des Moines, Iowa. The, the off-the-soundboard release. Thumbs up, thumbs down. We give you our quick review of this, what we love about it, why it's, why it's different in a good way, in a really good way. And we want to know what you think about this new off-the-soundboard as well. So keep this listening. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Visit threesidesofthecoin.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. No Lisa this week, so bye. <laughs> uh, no Lisa, no Blackie Lawless this week, but you do get Mark. I'm not sure if that's a fair trade or not. You know what, though? It's not, it's not good this week, just because, like I said, I'm on half fucking power right now. It's not my full, normal, jovial. No, don't get me wrong. Extremely jovial. I'm still the happy, funny, chubby guy you know and love, but uh, it's really tired. Dude, I, <laughs> As you I, can I, tell, I, I'm doing this from work. Happy, jovial, <laughs> funny guy. I know there's going to be some listeners immediately commenting. When? Where was he ever happy, jovial, and funny? I'm happy, jovial all the time. <laughs> um. So this is going to be a kind of, you know, I, I will say this and then it goes real long, but this should be a short episode. because Oh, it is. a sh- I've got plans at five o'clock. We, yeah, Mark's got I'm plans. Out of here I, got, I got plans. Um, no guests this week, although we do have guests next week. But seriously, I don't know, Mark, if you probably haven't had time to listen. The Blackie Lawless interview from last week is getting so much love. Oh, within just the first couple hours of it going live. I mean, good. people are just, you know, the best interview ever sort of posts. But I thought, you know, you know, I'm Tommy, you don't have to do anything. Not that you do. So I'll no, sit I've, got, down. I've got some comments that are sitting right here. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I do. I'm organized. Look, I knew we were taping in five minutes. I was ready to go. I was sitting in front of my computer. And you were here last week, so it was an episode that you cared about. Right. And I went and had a piss, got some Coke. I hope you had a hell of a piss. I I was on the show last week, so why wouldn't I read comments? Exactly. All right. Read some comments, Tommy. Let's read a lot Uh, because those are good ones. Eric Nelson, another awesome interview, guys. Wasp has always been one of my favorite bands, and Blackie, Blackie is so business savvy, intelligent, and articulate. I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I said it last week. He is such a well-spoken, intelligent conversation. I, you know, and I've had many yeah. conversations with him from working with him. But that's the takeaway. It's just like, wow, he is just... I, I liken it to when I would talk, when I was running Kiss Online and I'd have conversations with Paul Stanley. They both come across as on the phone, they're thinking about what they're going to say before they say yeah. it. Unlike somebody else in Kiss who engages mouth first, yeah. inserts foot, then steps back and goes, crap, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> And I think we all know who that is. Um, but yeah, Blackie is um, what a, you know, just what a smart conversation he was. Yeah. 
Um, Jonathan Collins, what a great conversation with a genuinely interesting, engaging guest. I'm happy to see that Blackie seems to be doing well in touring. While not a huge fan of Wasp, I watch, I wish him and the band well. And that those are the ones that are interesting to me because that's someone who is maybe not a massive Wasp fan that, that found it to be interesting. Yep. Anything else? Um, yeah, uh, there's so many. Um, uh, Jelly Jansen said, glad you asked the question at around the 35 minute mark to make the Ace Fraley producing the demo story clear. So there's another one. Um, um, I, 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 love, I love this one. Ogo Pogo. Whole bunch of blah, blah and repetition. Just bring out the guest as no one wants to listen to blah, blah, blah. There's always got to be one jackass in the crowd. Who well, just and like, here's the thing. That's what the fast his... forward button's for. <laughs> well, that that's I replied to him, blah, blah, blah. Hit the fast forward. It's our show and this is how we do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold yeah. on, Mike. Isn't I think he's kind of pointing out though, aren't aren't we? We're down to I think eleven. I mean, I think what was it two years ago or three? We were down to twelve. We're easy, maybe 10, 11 viewers left. Oh, less than that. I mean, our, our viewers, have, we've been losing viewers like crazy. If we, you know, I want, I want to do proper quoting here. So let me, let me find this quote. So I make sure I credit the right person for doing this. Um, where is uh podcast totals focus focus here we go um no wonder they are losing listeners like crazy from ozone 1978 you know i i don't know somebody's afraid to reveal himself but he knows don't don't question ozone he knows (laughs) he sees everything behind the scenes he knows We've been losing listeners like crazy. Hate to what were, uh, burst what your, are our latest episode numbers, Mike? Well, hate to burst your bubble ozone, but last week's episode with Julian, over 30,000 plays in one week, which means we can't fire Julian like we did when we had to fire Ralph because he was such a piss poor performance. But the last five episodes we've done over a hundred thousand plays for the last five episodes. Hold so on a second. thank you to the 12 people that keep hitting. Repeat. Dude, you guys get a life. I mean, how long do you sit there and hit repeat, repeat, repeat for 12 people to hit it? 100, I feel so bad. Times? Like we should go over to the 12 people's homes each individually and have a show. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that's just so funny to me again uh, and then you get the people though that go like well look at on your youtube it's only two thousand and this one is only a thousand like yeah dummy you gotta add them all up add them all up which you can't see but we've always been fully transparent last week again here you know i'll be exact Last week's episode with Julian, 30,344 plays. Now, that's putting us, I'm guessing by the time you're listening to this episode, we can't quite make the claim with full confidence, but 
I'm about 90% sure this will happen. By the time you are listening to this, we will have passed 8 million total plays since the beginning of the podcast, not quite 10 years ago. Should we buy those 12 people dinner? Shit, well, we, we should can't because we're all broke, right? Didn't don't we buy our views? Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, that's I, another thing. I, we should probably talk about that because, I, guys, I I got bills to pay just like you do, and I we can't keep doing this. You know, I mean, seriously, I got to go close my bay door because it's I can't fucking hear. It's too much traffic. I'll be right back. I'm at work, as you can't tell. I've got one more that I would like to read. And, and for all of you that I didn't read, please understand it's just more a time constraint. You, you all had wonderful, wonderful comments. Um, Kelly Nodwell. Um, hey, three sides. This was an awesome episode. Blackie really surprised me. He was very insightful, down to earth and funny. Some of the things he quoted that Gene and Paul said to him gave me goosebumps. Really glad uh, you guys had him on and I wish him nothing but the absolute best for the upcoming wasp tour. Yeah. So I there mean, there's, there's, there's countless other comments that are very much in the vein of, of that, of what you've read so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, only, only the one from Ogo Pogo that I'm assuming he liked the interview. He just wanted us to get to it right away and yeah. forget about all the other well, stuff because he but, doesn't listen to us regularly he doesn't know us he yeah just, i mean that's tuned in for what for blackie and that's fine yeah i mean yeah. Let, let's let's be honest it's not just our podcast it's many podcasts many talk shows They'll there's 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 sort of like you know what they call an opening monologue mm-hmm. then they get into the guest and that's kind of what we do here Mm-hmm. always have done it that way because you know we've got more that we want to talk about than just the guests so we do that in the opening monologue and then we get to the guest and then we wrap it up at the end well it's probably he does every he wants everything super fast and does everything super fast and i'm sure his girlfriend's bummed about that <laughs> <laughs> or boyfriend whatever hey whatever floats your boat mm-hmm. um exactly. yeah so so if you haven't listened to it yet definitely go check out um the the blackie interview i mean he what a nice guy super nice guy but listen he talks about a lot of stuff that i didn't know about i mean let me let me just let me let me just give you guys a you realize you're ruining this for me because i haven't fucking watched the episode yet you're well you weren't you weren't telling the fucking movie to me before i watched the movie tough shit (laughs) <laughs> okay so wait wait, wait, wait wait a minute wait a minute okay you sent us the episode on sunday correct yeah the link to it all right this is now tuesday mark could when have did watched you it. land oh oh no oh no mark good enough oh no i got back sunday night from maine played hockey late last night had to, had a meeting at 6.30 a.m. after getting to bed at 1 a.m. Could have stayed up until 2 a.m. I'm doing this from work. Literally went to bed after getting home from Maine. Got Matter of fact, from the airport, I came to work to get everything ready for Monday morning. Poured cement Monday morning, on the go. By the time I got home, I took went right to bed, took a two hour nap, got up, went and played hockey. I haven't had fucking time to wipe my ass, let alone fucking. Uh, hockey so so hockey is more important than three sides of the coin. 
Yes, 100%. <laughs> more important than Blackley Lawless. <laughs> you know, Mark, Tommy and Lisa were just like, it's so great that Mark wasn't here for this interview because we actually got to ask questions. That's true. I, look, <laughs> I, I would have hogged every second of fucking time. I'm so bummed I missed this. It's not even funny. I mean, it, you, if you want to plug your ears, I'm, for our listeners who I'm haven't just, listened, obviously yet. just fucking with you. But um, I am, I am bummed. We're, no, we're, we already, we're already going to have them back on in the spring, and we, we've all decided we're going to do it when you're traveling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Screw you. Um, <laughs> black, black. For listeners who haven't listened yet, Blackie talks about his friendship with Ace Fraley. Like, when did they first meet? It's not like they were childhood friends their entire life they kind of met well you're gonna have to listen um we asked blackie specifically did ace fraley produce those eight early wasp demos that popped up on the list that's of the kiss leaks blackie completely clears that up um he talks about inviting ace and bill coin to one of the early wasp shows and um, how Billicoin almost managed Wasp, but what was Blackie's biggest reason for not going with Billicoin has something to do with Billy Idol. Hey, really quick, did yeah. either of you guys or any of those you guys ask him about the 1980s ladies tune? No, no. Nice job, Jen. Well, listen, we had we literally had 45 minutes. Oh, hold on. I've got so much fucking time. You guys had a two hour fucking show. Ask 45 minutes that. ain't two hours close let me clear 40 this hour, up. 45 minutes isn't even close to one hour jesus let me clear this up we actually asked questions that were important Ooh, yes hold on ow ow is it bleeding <laughs> and, and one of the cool, she said <laughs> one, one of the coolest stories was blackie talking about like 1978 he had a job working at boutwell in in la which was kiss's merch company and he shared a story about the about um, posters, individual posters, and which posters sold better than the other guys. And the number one best-selling poster was Ace Fraley over the Smoking other three guys. Fire. Yeah, and and Blackie goes, I called Ace to tell him that Ace had no idea. Nobody was telling him sales. So I mean, it's probably smart though. Um. He, he also talks about touring with Kiss and speaking with Gene Simmons. Remembers his very first conversation, the first time he met Paul Stanley. And, then of course, he talks a little bit about the upcoming 40th anniversary Wasp World Tour. Um, I, I still, I laugh. I asked him, I go, so Blackie, ha, um, are you considering playing Animal in the upcoming tour? And he goes, yes. And I go, yes that you're considering it or yes that you're going to play it and he just laughs i go god damn it you you're you're a pro at these interviews aren't you <laughs> um when, when mark when mark would bring girls home on a date then he'd put in a romantic cassette tape with his mixed songs that was on it it was yeah i mean <laughs> i'm glad we didn't have mark tell blackie stories like that did he mention the, the, the chubby guy in Detroit with the poster? You mentioned that? We, we, we asked Blackie if he remembers throwing meat at, at the chubby guy in Detroit. No, no, that was Ozzy. That was Ozzy. <laughs> was Ozzy. <laughs> um, but seriously, listeners, 
you got to listen to this. And it, it is Phil. We use the word minutia a lot, but this episode I think was filled with a crap of minutia that as a kiss fan, I wasn't aware of. I mean, maybe there's others out there who were aware of this stuff, but I mean, he talks about being in a band wearing makeup out in New York city in the early seventies when kiss was getting started. I had no idea. Did you guys talk any about his very short time in the dolls or anything with uh, any nope, of that? No, 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 no. We, Why you know, we? there were so many questions that it was like, all right, hit the question, get a short answer and move to the next question. Cause I think we could have stuck, like we could have had this whole conversation for 45 minutes just on being out there in New York city when kiss was founded. Well, yeah. And he was very articulate. So he gave really great lengthy answers. Good, to good memories. Yeah. Good memories. Yeah, so of everything. We were just going to let him talk and not, you know, yeah. He's one of the most articulate, um, rock star interviews i again you know all kidding aside you know i sat in a tour book a tour bus and talked to him for quite a while um when my band opened for him last time and that's a whole nother story i think i did share the story once uh, on the show but yeah he's a great you know conversationalist very articulate very smart yep. um you know, just a really really good guy so, yeah anyways uh, go listen to the interview guys go go yeah. go listen to it i guarantee you you're going to learn something about wasp You'll learn something about Kiss, uh, you know, and and I'm seeing a lot of Wasp fans who are listening, commenting like, wow, you know, I'm glad he cleared that up about the Ace Fraley demos. Yep. You know, other people are like, my God, I had no idea Blackie was in a band in the early 70s wearing makeup out in New York City. I mean, it's it's I think everybody is learning something out of this episode. So mm -hmm. that's what our check goal is. Yeah. Well, our goal is to have fun. And I can tell you that was actually a, a real fun interview because oh, yeah. he was just, and not that our other interviews haven't been this way, but Blackie felt very relaxed and just open to just talking. I mean, I, I right off the bat, I'm like, so, you know, thanks for joining a bunch of kiss geeks here. And I go, so are you, do you consider yourself a kiss geek? <laughs> I mean, you guys got to listen to get all of the answers here, but I yeah. promise you're going to have fun with this episode. And the Blackie interview, honestly, is only about 45 minutes. So if you want to fast forward through all the stuff at the beginning, fast forward yeah, to the beginning of the, the interview. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the blah, blah, blah. You'll get right to it. 45 minutes of real good meat from Blackie. Right. Um, let's see, anything else? that we want to comment on. Oh, I want to mention again, real quick. Don't forget about three sides of the coin radio. We're getting a lot of love for the new playlist with Charlie Benante programming the station right now. So head over to three sides of the coin radio.com. Um, and that's got all the directions on how to launch it. If you are having problems with your device, listening to your command and getting it right because some fans when they ask it to play three sides of the coin radio it plays the podcast instead three sides of the coin radio.com i've got links that you can actually click that will force your device to start playing the radio station so if you're having problems check out the website the radio page you'll find links 
again, it's only available right now in the US, Canada, the UK, Australia, and India. Countries that have English voice commands for the Alexa devices. Um, all right, should we chat a little bit about the new off the soundboard? I want to chat a lot about it. I re- I'm absolutely loving this. This I I think this is definitely the best one they've released so far. If you haven't gotten any yet, this would be a good one to start with. Um, if you're Open questioning them because maybe the last one wasn't necessarily as exciting as you thought, trust this is great. Now, now here, here's 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 what I would caution. This was recorded November seventy-seven. Don't think this is going to sound like Kiss Alive Two. Kiss Alive Two is produced, remixed, redubbed, redone. I mean, just like Kiss Alive, you know, they those two albums, they went into the studio and they fixed them all up. They sound bright and live. This is what a good quality bootleg sounds like. Yes. I, I saw some of those whiners and I, I'm sorry. I, I Are there take people complaining that. about it? Yeah, there's some. Oh, my God, few. Yes. Tommy, there's always a there's always some Kiss fans complaining about everything. Yeah, I know that was co- stupid. I, I, as I was saying, I'm like, oh, what am I? There's 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 a couple people who didn't like. You know, I I would say the the audio sounds a little. I don't know how would I describe it. It's not muffled. Isn't the right word because it is very clear. It's it's compressed maybe. You know. But it, it's, a, it's a bootleg, but it's a great quality bootleg. Well, it had post-production stuff to it. I mean, to, to somebody who's... And again, one of the, the, the things I found funny about the criticism is all this talk about all the bootlegs that are, you know, all the bootleg talk lately. And then when Kiss does something is cool, you know, is real, real quick, because I, I know I'm jumping stones here, but I had no idea that this soundboard existed. I mean, people who collect this stuff as hardcore as I do, this this board tape was when we found out about it, we're like, um, that's not that's not something that, you know, is even known to have existed before. Yeah. Yeah. So right out of the gate, that was exciting for me. Um, also, too. It sounds like a great bootleg. This would be a, a, a great yep. board tape that you'd give like a nine out of 10 to. Yep. Um, but I will tell you just as somebody who's, you know, worked on stuff like this, both professionally and, and you know, and, and, and as a hobby, there's post-production. And here's, here's just some of the things that you can, the, the song, I mean, they start the songs right away. There's yeah. no, you know, minute of silence why they're changing guitars and you know it's a very snappy production meaning yep. song ends next one starts um the, you know paul's raps are very succinct they're quick you know um so obviously a, a lot of that sort of stuff was clipped but the one thing that i noticed mostly is the crowd noise that was definitely in my opinion 
post-production because unless you have mics over the crowd, a, a real board tape, you're going to have a hard time hearing. A, a, real, a real board tape, you just hear. Yeah, I mean, because we've heard board tapes. I mean, there's oh, been- I'm going to give the, I'm going to give you guys a real easy way to, to, to tell what I'm talking about. Go to YouTube and look up the Cleveland 76 or the Toronto 76. You can barely hear the audience. That's a true soundboard. Yep. Yep. Because when they say soundboard, it's just capturing what's being mic'd. Yeah. It's not capturing the crowd. The, again, board tapes, for the most part, are for the guys who run the sound can listen back to and go, okay, maybe I need to crank the bass up in that part where, you know, in the studio they had three guitars layered, but now there's just two on stage. Maybe I have to raise the bass level. That, that's just for them. And I know I showed the tape that I had, you know, it says Hot Sam. Well, Hot Sam was their sound guy. That was his tape. You know what I mean? Um, but this has had post-production. I would love to hear it without it. Um, I will tell you, though, too, you know, one of the kind of joys of this kind of stuff is hearing the bum notes, you know, here in the matter of fact, and in, and in, uh, in, in I want you, Peter comes in at, with the wrong fill. And it's just one of those things like, Ugh, you know, it's but it, it shows the working band being the working band. You know what I mean? It's, yep, uh, it's it, very it, honest. Um, I thought both Aces and Peter's solos were pretty competent um, overall. I really think it's funny because over the past week, I've been listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin. And man, I, you could really hear Aces, Jimmy Page influences, obviously. And that's the funny thing about Aces playing, especially when I listen to him solo, meaning is just his guitar solo section. You know, because he always claims to be such a huge Hendrix fan. But if you listen to that and then you go to listen to the middle spot of like uh, Heartbreaker off of Zeppelin 2, you can hear a lot of the same pull-offs. I mean, you can tell that Ace really, really, really liked Jimmy Page a lot. And, uh, you know, anyways, just overall, it's a fun listen. Um, uh, my, Tommy, did you get this yet? No, I have not. Okay. One thing that's really, really cool, and Michael, I think you and I briefly talked about it. Is the reintroduction of the band? I have no, we haven't talked about it, but a lot of fans have. And 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 before you get into that, this is let me just make a comment. One of the fun things about this is remember, this is 1977. The band is basically four years old here. And you they are not they are not well rehearsed. Like they've got 40 years of performance under their belt. The stage wraps, the stuff is not as well tuned. Like it is. If you listen to kiss now, like, you know, now, now these stage wraps, Paul's got them memorized and they know exactly what to say and what works and what does here. I can almost hear this and go, wow, this is a band still, even though 77, they're almost pretty much at their peak in the 70s. They're still learning. They're still trying different things in, in live concert to see what works, what phrases get people excited. This was a young band that taking the music out. Yeah, those introductions, those just the raps, 
are are slightly different than what we're all used to hearing Way for the last primitive. 40, 50 years. Well, I tell you what, the couple that stand out are his, what, six second love gun intro? Yeah. Because you've now you've come to know the whole cocksure love gun hell they, he doesn't even talk about his pistol yeah this. i know exactly though that that's what's fun about this is you hear this and you go well let, let's go all the way back you remember like on on i don't know which volume of kissology it was that had the black and white videotape of like the band's first performance at the coventry and it was peter chris doing the stage raps from behind the drum kit yeah, it wasn't paul's yeah the daisy it wasn't paul stanley yeah. And and it was, was really and, and it was Peter Chris saying, hey, yeah, go go in the back and sign up on our mailing list. And I'm just like, I remember hearing that the first time going, wow, Peter Chris is talking to the audience, not Paul Stanley. How different is that from what you've got today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and this off the soundboard is just further evolution of that band moving into you know, knowing exactly what works, just knowing the stage wraps, what gets people excited. This was such a refreshing flashback at a young band. I mean, again, four years on the road, four years on the road with this one. Hey, I'm going to, this is, this is just one of those geeky things. I talked to some of my, my drum buddies and I think this era right end of the you know the this is at the very beginning very very beginning of the alive two tour um right around here peter's drum style starts to change okay starts becoming way more scrappy not as if if you go watch the alive ones those the videotapes Peter's really on target. He, he, this is for, for people who aren't drummers, watch like the first, I don't know, you, you just watch those 76, you know, Detroit shows. And then, then watch like the, the Tokyo 77. And then listen to this. Peter's starting to change. And a great example of that is the, just his opening drum fill on Shock Me. It's a million miles an hour, and it's it's nothing like it's you know supposed to be. It's very sloppy, very sloppy. So Peter's drum style was really just starting to change now, and it got way worse on the Dynasty tour. And it's I'm not trying to put the guy down. I'm just saying it's as someone who's listened to as much Kiss bootlegs and as they go this was really kind of the start of him not playing so well all the time. And another thing, talk about the groove on, on like uh, firehouse. It's much too fast, much too fast. He's starting to lose his, his chops or I don't know, maybe he's whatever it's, it's, it's starting to change. That's all. And I just thought it, uh, and again, my, a few of my drum buddies and I were talking about that today. But overall, I love the exuberance of the playing. Uh, the guys seem really into it. Um, quite a few bum notes along the way. But 
you know, still lots. That's what, that what's what, that's what makes these boots. Yeah, I gotta go open my door, hold on. This, you know, the sort of the rawness is what makes these bootlegs so well, great. Yeah, and, and in all fairness to what you're both saying, that's the thing that people have to understand. It's a soundboard, but it's not a produced record like a live or a live two or a live three. They they always clean them up, and and it's not just them. You could take any band because I've heard a lot of soundboards from a lot of different bands, and they mirror what this is. And people just need to set their expectations. I mean, for Christ's sakes, it's a new Kiss product from 1977. You get to hear a show you've never heard before. What what's better than that? Why is I know there, I know I mean it's, one single complaint about it. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't listen to that stuff, and I don't know what people are saying. But it just seems to me like, what are you bitching about? I mean, this isn't an audience recording. No. That's that. You know, a lot of the boot. <laughs> A lot of the bootleg, the first generation bootlegs we were collecting back in the, the eighties and early nineties, those were audience recordings. Like Long and, Beach, and and, and they sounded like there. they sounded like crap, but they were yeah. they were cool because that was all you could get. Yeah. This is a soundboard recording. Ooh. To Mark's point, it it's it definitely sounds like they added audience to it, which you would need to. Because if you've ever listened to a true soundboard, there's no energy because there's just no audience. You can barely hear an audience in a true soundboard listening to a cassette tape. So the audience gives it the energy. But this is a pretty, pretty raw and cool recording of a band, a very young band at the height of their career in the 70s you know firing on all cylinders playing so many of the great hits that we love and yeah there's some clunkier notes here the the stage raps and the intros are are different than what we're used to now but that's what's cool about it it really is i mean we're getting a we're getting kind of a a, a glimpse back in time with this product this one here and i can't wait um to see what's coming next right i i honestly i can't i mean and how I, many bands now you can talk about metallica uh that's the one i know of and i'm sure there's some other bands that do this pearl jam how, i think has done them okay and pearl jam but how lucky are you that's still the minority if you think of all of the bands out there that have a following you guys, we're so lucky to have anything at this point, especially when they're diving back in their their catalog to older older shows. They're not just giving you soundboards from the last two years and it's the same tour over and over. They're mixing it up. I just don't think it gets cooler than that. Yeah, no, I I couldn't be happier with with this release. I mean, I've I, I've listened to this one more than I've listened to any of the other ones that they've released. And this is, I've only, this only came out about a week ago, two yeah. weeks ago, by the time you're listening to this, yeah. um, you know, and, and there's still the complaints about all oh, the, the packaging is boring. Well, the packaging is purposely designed this way to mimic an old school bootleg album. Mm -hmm. And I, I understand again, timeline means everything, 
So a lot of the younger listeners really don't understand what those original bootlegs were like. Right. They, they was, were they were basically cardboard. They sleeves. were yeah, they were they were a vinyl album with no center ring most of the time at all. Mm-hmm. Just put into a white sleeve and a piece of photocopied paper. And, and and quite honestly, if I was involved in these, that's what I would have tried to say they should do is literally take it old school that way and make it look just like those. just look. Yeah, I've thought about that, too. But I get the fact that this what they've got now is easy to design for each new release. It's the same layout. All you go in there is change the name and the date and you've got a new package already done. You don't have to go find an old photo, make sure you got photo clearance. Oh yeah. It, it, it makes sense from, for so many reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I don't, I mean, frankly, I don't even open the vinyl. I just buy the vinyl. Cause I think it's cool to have these quote bootlegs. I still listen to everything digitally, but yeah. I'm buying the vinyl. Um, it's just so cool listening to these things. This again, this is such a great snapshot back in time of of a young band that was just before falling apart just before they fell apart that that was kind of what i was trying to get at i think this was really just the beginning of where it was starting to wobble yeah yeah i mean you got to remember 78 now we're coming into the solo albums 79 is dynasty I, I've been on a big dynasty kick a few weeks back, just going through some of the, you know, boots and stuff. That's a bad tour, man. They did not play well. That if was... we if we were to make some guesses, and maybe Mark already knows, so he can't play along. But if we were to make guesses, where do you think they're going to go with the next off the soundboard? And and Mark, do you know? I do not know. Okay, so then let's all go. I mean. I, I'm going to roll the dice and go, they're going to go even earlier. They're going to go 74, 75. I'm hoping like this one. And again, you know, here's one of the, I loved that we had Julian on because I had somebody who's a brother in arms. There's times, and he even made mention of it on the show. There's been, you know, bootlegs that we've bid against each other on. He's won some, I've sucked. I've won some. That list that did, I don't know if anybody was paying attention to the audio lists and it's in, impressive. Yeah. That to me, that was actually more impressive than the video list was. Well, and again, list. I'm not big, you know, you've heard that old saying it's, you know, it's attributed to Ty Cobb, you know, the baseball star. Um, you know, it's not bragging if you can do it. You know, in other words, if you say something, you're not trying to big stuff or brag, you're just telling the truth. And I know that Julian and I have things that aren't on that list. So that list isn't complete. Right. Um, and what I, the reason I bring that up is that this show, prior to it being brought to the attention by the band, I did not know that a Des Moines 77 soundboard existed. Now I could rattle off a half a dozen shows that I know exist that I don't own and vice versa. I'm hoping that more of those things come to light. And when you say 74, Michael, that I love that, uh, 
WMMS show, the Cleveland 74, you know, that, but that's only half an hour. I mean, well, that, that's the, that's the thing I was going to bring up is those 74, those early shows, 74, 75, they're not nearly as long as what we've been getting on off the soundboard. Right. So, so do we end up getting a single disc? Well, I, or do I they bundle that, a couple shows together? This, this is an hour and 17 minutes. And as I told you, it was quite a bit of pre-production or post-production to it. You know, those in-between song times are cut. I'm going to say that probably it was almost two hours or at least an hour and a half. They did the surgery on this so they could keep it to one disc CD wise. It's going to save money. Oh, oh, yeah. No, clearly. I mean, that's why they, they have to trim this to fit CDs, to fit vinyl. Um, Keep in mind, the earlier stuff that you get is going to be less songs. It's a shorter shows. Yeah. They didn't have nearly as much material to play and they weren't they, they weren't playing 90 minute sets a lot of times. So, correct. I mean, that that is a question of what will they I would like to assume at some point they will get to early shows it'll be interesting to see how they do that do we just get a, a, you know obviously it'll fit on a single cd will it be a single will will it be a one vinyl will it be two vinyls you know i don't know one thing i wish they would concentrate on and i wish they would have done it here is literally two months earlier hooligan was in the set you know what I mean? They were, and I know they have recordings because I have recordings of it. I mean, and the bootleg world has recordings of it. I would have liked to have seen a definitive, meaning every source tape you have of every song you played on that tour. Yeah. Yep. Um, another example of that is if they did a dynasty one, I'd want all four songs from the solo records. Or, or I, I, not, not that this interests you, but I was thinking along the same lines. If they did something off the Crazy Nights tour, Mike, early on I, in that, I, 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 early had on, I had this conversation with somebody earlier this week because he made a joke about the Crazy Nights tour. One of my favorite Kiss bootlegs is that Tokyo '88. Well, the the, the Crazy Nights tour, that. we know they played at least early on in the tour. They played a lot of songs one time off the album, and then they were done. So yeah, I mean, and and let's keep in mind the crazy night show was only about 70 minutes. So if you wanted to make a longer release, go back to every show you can get access to and pull the one time you played this song. And the one time you played that song, throw them all in. And now all of a sudden you've got a comprehensive release that covers that whole tour, not just one show. Uh, I, it, it will just be interesting to see what's next again uh, well let's go back to the question i would love to see an early 74 75 be the next release what do you guys want to see dynasty or an unmasked show i'd like i'm with tommy i i'd like to that auckland 80 is one of the greatest bootlegs of all time. I'd love to know if they have anything else um, 
didn't they you're all that i want i i think i have an audience version of that there's a great example yeah i'd go with unmasked and that'd make alex really happy oh alex yeah. would be just beyond himself he'd be so happy. he's a schoolgirl, as they say but yeah that would that would be it for me i'd like an unmasked um because some of those songs a great example is that you just transfer so much better live i like that uh um live version on the sydney or even if they go and uh take the sydney show and you know do some nice post-production and release the whole thing because as anyone who's pays who pays attention to the geeky kiss kiss stuff but you know the kissology version is missing a couple songs mm-hmm. right or just like i would even love an unplugged disc yeah, but we've got a lot of that but w- w- let me but let me say going with Michael's theory, if they took all of the unplugged shows they did and gave you every single song they played. Dude, that would be a huge release. Yeah. And a lot of discs. Yeah. And I don't mean partial songs, but just where they actually did the full song, or I would love to see them do a release of that acoustic show. I saw them do in South Dakota at the bad labs. To me, that was unbelievably amazing that i would love that because not only was is the technology at the point where it would sound phenomenal but that set list was to me amazing it's in my top five kiss shows of all what, time what, what about a off the soundboard of true kiss cruise deep cuts there you go that's another great idea i love that yeah i, I mean really they played good. ghetto i mean think about it they played getaway on the very first yeah. Kiss cruise yeah yeah I don't think the next one or the next couple releases will be Creatures Tours only because they don't want to compete with the Creatures box set. Now, granted, the Creatures box set comes out in two months, but even once it's out, if you want a Creatures soundboard, they want you to buy the box set. They're not going to release a whole nother product. Did did you see the Japanese bootleggers already have those out? Yep. 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 So, I mean, if anybody wants those, and uh, we won't get into it here, but it's amazing how that, how that that always goes the same way. They go to a certain group of people, then they go to the bootleggers, and one guy sits back and gets all one, the cash. One, one guy is the source of providing it all. Yeah, rips off everybody as he's selling. I mean, because this, this goes back decades this is this is this is exactly how it goes yep funny yep. How and, that... and any of you elitist hoarders know exactly this is not new <laughs> to you guys no no the pattern um, is crystal clear listen at some point yes i would love a great creatures of the night off the soundboard it's just not i don't see it happening in the in the next six to twelve months because the box set's coming out right um i'd like to either see them go 74, 75, or something from the 80s. Could be yeah. interesting. You know, an, an, an asylum show or... And I was thinking that too, but then the question becomes, does that, is that counterproductive of what they're doing right now? Because that's always the question. I don't, I don't see I don't them... believe it is, nor should it be, but no. I would love an asylum show. Oh, I would cool. too, Tommy. I would, or too. even a hot in the shade tour. Oh, show. yeah, hot in the shade, or hot in the shade, or revenge. Mm-hmm. 
Eric's drums sounded like shit on that tour. They were all fucking triggered and just, oh, again, you know what I'm talking about? Go, go to YouTube, pull up the Palace show from May, and you tell me if you think those drums sound good. I mean, it really is, it, it's a hard, li- it's hard to listen to. I could only imagine if that mix was audio only. I mean, when you watch it with the video, it's okay, but man, that's, that's brutal to listen to. And again, it's not the plane guys. It's just what's coming through the speakers. It's, mm-hmm. it's bad. So anyway, I'm, I, let's, let's, let's wrap up the off the soundboard. I'm excited about the new release. It's it made up for that dud from Virginia Beach. More I don't know than why they did that. I mean, if you have the instant lives, you have, again. I have you got that. the instant live and you got the DVD. What yes. the fuck? Yeah, that one was a head scratcher. <laughs> that that felt like to me somebody just needed a release, and they were like, "We don't have the time to do this properly. What have we got in the vaults already? Oh yeah, let's just pull the audio out of these and dump it out there. Okay, done. Um. This more than makes up for Virginia Beach. The Donington was great. I mean, you know, we got a true live album of the reunion tour. Um, But I'm more excited about stuff prior to really when audio collecting took off. You know, there's just the, the 70s and even great quality 80s. I mean, we were dealing with audience recordings for the most part during yeah. the 80s yeah. and some of those leave a hell of a lot to be desired but you bought them because you went to the show um if there's a soundboard of any 80s show let's let's get that out let's let's dig into some great early stuff um dynasty would be cool as well i think you're right unmasked would be very cool just because at least here in the u.s we didn't have an unmasked tour Right. And that's how I'm just looking at that type of thing. Yeah, for sure. Plus, they, they were playing a whole lot better. Uh, again, I did a deep dive a week or two ago on a ton of Dynasty audio. Ugh. I mean, literally, ugh. that's how bad they were playing. I made the joke to a friend of mine. Um, we were listening to some of that and I'm like, they should they should refund the money now. I mean, they were literally that bad on some of those nights. Um, they, they just were, I mean, again, if, and many of you guys out there are just like me, you're, you know, you're bootleg con, you know, you love this stuff as much as I do, but listen to that. I mean, they do hit a wall, right? In the dynasty tour, they just, well, that's yeah. we, as, as, as we all know, that's when the rot had fully set in, you know, n- sure. nobody was happy. Nobody and, was and getting it, along. And it shows. And it shows in the, the performance. The, 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 the tour didn't live up to the hype and the and what they thought this was going to be for a tour. So that was, I'm sure, a bit depressing and a downer. You know, they they planned on multiple shows every city and they didn't have that. It, it, yeah. yeah, it was. They were going through the motions on Dynasty, just going through the motions hey uh we only got a couple minutes left tommy and i next week by the time you guys hear this you'll have 
24 hours or so, make sure you come and if you're in West Palm, come up and say hi to Tommy and I. We're going to be hanging out together uh, at the show next Wednesday, the 21st in West Palm Beach, Florida. The lovely Liz and I are heading down a few days ahead of time. Um, looking forward because when Tommy and I were down there last year, fuck man, we saw a zillion people. Matter of fact, hopefully the crazy bastards there again. Remember yeah, that? I was thinking that. Yeah, we're gonna have fun, fun, fun till our daddy takes it. So that that, means- that wasn't the, that wasn't the place where we saw the Israeli Ellis Cooper. That was Tampa, right? Yeah, that was Tampa. Okay. So that means next week it could just be me and Lisa recording, or if Lisa's not available, it's just gonna be, be me going solo. Yeah, because Tommy, you're coming in Tuesday evening, right? Or yeah. Tuesday? Because mm-hmm. isn't our our plan is to have dinner together on Tuesday, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So Tom, Tommy's plan is to watch Mark have dinner. <laughs> Just keep my fingers away from his mouth, and it's all good. Okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, we do. We do have guests for next week, though. That um, we got a couple of the uh, the guys from Accept joining us next. Oh yeah, week. no, I can probably make it work because I'll be down there early enough that I can just join via phone. I mean, okay. video, but but know. but I mean, don't don't feel like you got to go out of your way because if if it's just me or if it's just me and Lisa, yeah, but if um, it's if I'd like, I mean, to you don't you don't bring anything to the show anyway. So, <laughs> all okay. kidding aside, Tommy, uh, we might be able to do that from two of us in my hotel room. Both of you above the sheets. <laughs> you know, yeah, then, no, we uh, could probably we could probably set something up like that because yeah, yeah. I'd like to see Philip. I, I want to see Chris and Phil too. I, yeah, you know, you know. So we'll figure it out because I land early enough in the day that I can. Pro- we could probably work that out. All right. Well, so yeah. this week's homework. Um, what do you think of the the I. I I love the, even right from the very beginning, the intro of Kiss, the Des Moines. Yes. <laughs> it's not how you pronounce it, people. It's not Des Moines. Yeah. Um, the Des Moines. Des Moines. The Des Moines off the soundboard. What do you think of it? Did you enjoy it? Um, how does it rate compared to the others? And what would you like to see them do? For the next one, where do you want them to go? What tour? I'm not going to suggest specific shows because unlike Mark and unlike some of our listeners who think I'm a freaking huge ass audio collector and have where do you so think I'm getting them from. Mike? Yeah, exactly. I'm supplying Mark and Julian, everybody. I'm the quiet guy behind the scenes. I'm supplying the, the world. Puppet master. <laughs> Honest to God, my audio collection usually consists of me going and downloading the YouTube video and ripping the audio off of the YouTube video and just listening to that. Um, You know what? So I don't know what shows exist or don't exist, but I would love to see an early show. What do you want to see? Homework question. That's for you. Um, That's it. This was a short episode, about an hour. Uh, don't forget three sides of the coin radio.com. Check it out. Charlie Benante's got an amazing playlist of kiss tunes, especially if you love the original four, the original albums. Um, I think he's probably got pretty much all of alive somewhere in his, his playlist. As he should. <laughs> um, and 
I think that's it. Oh, we do. I'm going to, I'm going to tease. We do have a guest coming up in a few weeks that goes all the way back to metal. Ooh, I guess that one I'm super excited for. Yeah, that that's going to be fun. I just want to hear him say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it. Three sides of the coin. We're done. We're out of here. Some of us will be here. We don't know exactly who, but we'll see you next week. If you have something to say, leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-4771. Voices for Three Sides of the Coin. Provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.